Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Anyway, my name is Terry Shellington, and I'm your moderator today, and I'd like to welcome you all to this session. Um, and before I, well, let me run through the script here. Um, uh, I'll ask you to put $10 on the table for the privilege of being here, and then you have a free lunch. Um, uh, we thank our sponsors, the University of Lethbridge, and uh, always appreciate Country Catering and, Catering and, and Shaw TV for their, their support and the other media. Um, We'll, we'll hear uh, Thabit Alamari for uh, about 25 minutes and then go for lunch and then come back with questions. And uh, we're just a tad late in starting, and he'll probably say more about it, but a little bit of trouble making his PowerPoint mesh with our machinery. So um, that's why the frenzy at the front here. Um, anyway, uh, yes. Um, so welcome to this session. I have. I want to remind you, let you know that uh, the Council of Public Affairs is doing an all-candidates forum. I don't know if you've heard there's a federal election on. Anybody heard that? Uh, no, not much. Uh, uh, SACPA is doing an all-candidates forum um, Tuesday the 19th in the library. So mark that. But we have another pleasure as well. There's uh, so many friends of the, church, of the council in this uh, room, and one of them is 69 today, a friend of the council and a moderator and a speaker as well, and his name is Henning Mundell, and he's at the back there. <laughs> and he's now going to have a conversation with his wife who put me up to this. Anyway, let me, I'm not going to say anything uh, particularly about the theme, but he'll, the speaker will do that, but let me introduce Thabit Alamari to you because he is an interesting person who is an immigrant and a permanent resident on his way to becoming a Canadian citizen. Uh, born in Jordan, uh, he's doing research in the University of Lethbridge, Department of Anthropology, around religious tourism. He may choose to tell you what that uh, means. He holds an MA in tourism from Yarmouk uh, University in Jordan, as well as a BA in Islamic studies from Medina, that's Saudi Arabia. University, and has held management positions in the Dubai. So Thabit has been around, and uh, so he's an appropriate person to help us unpack some of the eruptions and rumblings in the Arab world these days uh, from a person who's walked the soil and uh, breathed the air and knows the cultures. So with no further ado, Thabit, I invite you to come forward. Thank you. Well, I'm not going to start uh, uh, talking about my background and the tourism and the religious tourism because I think I'm stuck with the 20 minutes. So uh, I'll go forward uh, immediately or uh, right away to talk about our subject today. And uh, it's about the revolutions in the Arab world, what's going on, the crisis in the Arab world, not in the Middle East. Uh, I'd like at the beginning just to give you an introduction about the area, the Arab world. What does that mean? And what do we mean when we say Arab world? Uh, the Arab uh, world or the Arab countries uh, are 22 countries, uh, including Middle East, North Africa, and the Gulf region, which is the GCC, what we call them, the, the Gulf Corporation, including Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Kuwait, Oman, and Bahrain. Uh, 
uh, when we talk about the Muslim world, what is the Muslim world? Muslim world is, is estimated to be uh, some, uh, about 1.4, 1.5 billion Muslim around the world. Uh, the organization of Islamic countries uh, has over, over 57 countries or members. Most Arabs are Muslims, but most Muslims are not Arabs. And this is, uh, I'll, I'll go to this slide, show you that the, the majority of the Muslims goes to the uh, Far East or from the uh, Far East or a Asian Pacific, Pacific area. And it's absolutely a uh, 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 very small number in the Middle East. This is the number of the Muslims in the Middle East. I just want to uh, give this indication or this, this background because many people, they mix that all Arabs are Muslims and many Muslims are Arabs. And, you know, it's, it's not really clear. Uh, going back to the Arab countries, and as you see over here, there is, uh, well, I, I need to move, I don't know. I can move with, with this. Can I move with this? Not much? Okay. Well, the, 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 uh, the area is three different parts. And I'm not sure if you can see the third part because of the, the, the slide. But anyway, it's North uh, uh, Africa, including Morocco, Algeria, uh, Tunisia, Mauritania, uh, Libya, excluding Egypt. This is what we call North Africa. The Middle East, including Jordan, Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, uh, Iraq, and I'm talking about the Arab countries. I'm talking about the Arab countries. And the Gulf region, well, what we mentioned before, which is Saudi Arabia, uh, Yemen, Bahrain, uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, Qatar, including Oman, are the, the third part. So it's like three different parts. And what is going on right now, it's all over the Arab world, not only the Middle East. And when we talk about an Arab, who's an Arab? An Arab, somebody living in Arabia. And this is an ethnic group. It's not a religion or, or so. So in, 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 in Arabia, you would find uh, millions of Muslims, hundreds of thousands of Christians, or maybe millions of Christians, including hundreds of thousands of Jews and other uh, uh, religious background. So Arabia, it's mixed place. Uh, today, in fact, I am here to inform you that the future with the Arab nation we're dreaming for has arrived. A new generation in Arabia or in the Arab world, educated, well-connected, carries the global values and the global understanding. And this generation does not know the fear, has carried the new reality, reality for the, 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 the rest of the nation, for the, the, the older, older people. So what is going on in Arabia? It is because of this new generation. Arab people found through this generation the right way to express their freedom, to express their dreams and their thoughts. This new generation, believe me, they reestablish and they reconstruct the confidence for many Arabs nowadays. Those youth recognize that the single 
thing they would do at this time is to find, you know, the proper way to get out from this regimes, from this uh, uh, main system co- causing issues and causing major issues in the whole area since 50 years or more. Many regimes, existing regimes in the Arab region is, is, is uh, 50 years old, like in Yemen. Like in, in, in Libya, is 42 years old. You get married for 10 years and then you, you get depressed. You, you don't want to continue. Or are leading a country for 50 years? That is crazy. <laughs> well, simply anyone can demonstrate, you know, peacefully. And, and those people, they just say it simple. You know, you get out outside your, your house, you step outside, and you just say your word. Say yes. Say no. You have the right to express your feelings. In a, in a peaceful way. No aggression. <laughs> and what's happened? Those people, you see, they went out to the streets and they, uh, the, the, you know, they start saying no. And what's happened that the, the, the government or the reaction, we will come to the reaction of the regimes. What do they think about these uh, uh, activities or these demonstrations? Uh, uh, the the first thing was uh, uh, before I'll, I'll I'll go you know the, to the reaction. I, I just want to mention why do does these people do this? What do we ask for? What what is their main uh, issue? Their main issue is the basic needs of a human being. It's what we call in sociology the sustainable community or social sustainability, equal access to basic needs: food, clean water. Education, healthcare, security. This is basic. Everyone should have an access, as we have here in Canada. Everyone has an access to this all basic needs. The other thing is, is what we call the individual capacity. And there is something we call community capacity. The individual capacity, the, 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 the freedom of, of you know, developing myself and my skills and, and my, my, uh, my abilities, and including my career as well. Employment and this stuff. What about the, the community capacity? Community capacity including what we have, the gathering today. This is a freedom to have this gathering. Well, in Arabia, many gatherings you have to write and you have to take a permission to make an, you know, uh, uh, any occasion or any event. And this is r- ridiculous. You know, those people, they, this young generation, they, they said we have to change this. Okay, what, what the government said uh, uh, what try to do. They, at the beginning, they said those kids are misled and they should go home. They will go home. In two or three days, they will go back home. But unfortunately, they didn't go back home. So what the government do? The second step, they asked their parents. They said, you go home, you go to the street and you collect your, you bring back those kids. Otherwise, we're going to do something bad. Bring them back. <laughs> and the, 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 you know, the, uh, the amazing thing happened that those parents, when they went to bring their kids, they stayed with them in the street. <laughs> you know? They stayed with them in the street, and they wanted to support their kids, including very well-educated, very well-established people, doctors, engineers, lawyers, pharmacists, you know, or, uh, professors from universities. They just lived at Tahrir Square or some demonstration places, 
including in Tunisia and in Egypt. And things start to become big, big and big. So the regime uh, now, uh, you know, realized the, the problem is, is the, the issue is huge, and we're going to uh, use our way as a regime. And to tell you right, right, right away that the regimes in Arabia always been detached and very far from their people. They never did some, some good stuff to, to support their nation or their people. They always did the, 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 the security and the, the, all the work to secure and to protect their regimes. So they decided to help these people and to, you know, to use anything to get them out of the streets and to bring them back to... And this, is, this picture is just people demonstrating for... This is a basic need, you know. This is uh, uh, bread, people fighting. And we had, we had in a couple of years a issue, big issue in Egypt because of the bread. And this is a suit for Hosni Mubarak, the, the leader of, of Egypt, writing his name in his suit. And this has cost him over... This, this suit is like a quarter million dollar for this suit. And his people in the previous... Uh, this is from Egypt, this photo, are fighting for bread, those hands. So you can imagine what kind of corruption we have, what level of corruption we have, why people are demonstrating what they're asking for. And this guy, he burned himself. This is Muhammad Abu Azizi, the first guy, he, he, you know, the one who started actually the revolution in Tunisia. He, this guy is a graduated. He has a degree. He has a degree in commerce, and he tried to find a job. He couldn't find a job. He started to sell vegetables in the street. The government and the municipality, they didn't allow him to sell even vegetables in the street to get food to his family. His father passed away. He's collecting money for his mother and her, his sisters. He failed to do this. And the, 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 finally, the, the, the police from the municipality, they took all his vegetables, they threw it in the street, then he decided to do something, you know, never, never thought about it, anybody never thought about it in Arabia, he burned himself, and this is Muhammad Abu Aziz, this before and this is after, he burned himself, and he was the start of the revolution in, in Egypt. In fact, I have videos I want to show you, but I can't, I can't play it because we have a technical issue over here, but I had some, some stuff to show you, if you saw it, you might cry today not having lunch. But anyway, this one, one of the issues or, or most of the, the uh, some of the issues or, or uh, uh, steps the governments or the regimes in Arabia, they start to uh, uh, rely on and to take, for, for, you know, steps far, far, far forward. They, starting, they started to, uh, uh, you know, pay money for people. 50 pounds a day, you go and you, you, you work against demonstrators. Do you believe that? They pay them money, you know, to kill other people. And this is what's happened in, and, and it's documented. And it is, it is now uh, uh, very clear. Uh, they, they use camels. <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the amazing thing, the thing makes me laugh, really, you know, when, you know, the, the president of Yemen stands to say, uh, you know, the, the, the whole issue, it's about uh, somebody cooking something in Tel Aviv and the management the administration in, in, in Washington. Do you believe that? This is ridiculous. You know, you're trying, you've always been supported. Your system and your regime is standing because of the Western support. Today you are talking about American and you're talking about Israelis. There is nothing, nothing from this point. This is absolutely corruption. There is nothing from Israel. There is nothing, nothing from the Western. It's all about bread. It's all about freedom. It's all about basic needs of the people. 
Then also they, they start to, uh, um, you know, put more pressure on the, the uh, Western media. They start to say Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda is doing issues in Arabia. This is rubbish, you know. It's the same story. Libya, Egypt, uh, Tunisia, it's all different names, but it's all the same structure, the same way of, you know, uh, explaining their, their, their issue. Or their, their it's the same. No difference. But believe me, it's, it's too late for them. Uh, I just want to mention very quick uh, the role of, of uh, you know, the uh, media or the social media network. I think the, uh, most of you, they are aware of the social media network and how those uh, facilities played a major role in developing and in supporting uh, uh, the, the Arab revolutions and the Arab movements, uh, including Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, and many of them, many uh, uh, TV channels like Al Jazeera. And I realized that the Al Jazeera portal in North America, watchers or people watch the, the portal in North America increased 2,500% in the previous two months. It's just because the people are trying to show the reality of what's happening in Arabia. So we don't want to, 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 to hear more, you know, stories. Because we are fed up. People are fed up in the whole region from these stories. And they're just searching again for their dreams, they, for their basic needs. <clears throat> I'll tell you something you might laugh about it. Saudi Arabia offered Facebook, and this is, you can read the meaning. I don't know, maybe many of you read about this. But they offer Facebook administration to buy the Facebook, Saudi Arabia. And that's last month. And they offered them $1.5 billion. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the $150 billion. So the, 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 the you know, the... The ability or the, uh, you know, the access through the social media network, it's something really, you know, uh, uh, amazing. And uh, there is one uh, American said in one of the articles I was reading, they say, Americans created Facebook as a social network website to help people befriend and communicate in an electronic way. But you Arabs have turned the websites into an effective medium to wage revolutions and to, to topple governments. And this is true. We were, we was, you know, we were laughing about these kids. And we, saw, we say all the time that they are useless and they have nothing to do with their laptops and with their, you know, this, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, wasting time. And, and we find out that those new generation are the bond for the new Arabian region, the bond for a new Arab generation, for a new era coming up right now at this moment of time in the Arab world. We are talking, we are having this gathering right now here. There are some people having a gathering some in many places in Arabia right now demonstrating for their rights. Uh, also, there is a, a guy, his name is Jamal Ibrahim. He's an Egyptian. He named his daughter Facebook. 
He was, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she was born after the Egyptian Revolution because they love the role of the, the social media. You don't know what Facebook made to these people. It's just a page people, they, they decided in one time to go. And, and all these old regimes, they're still living in their old you know, way and old system. I mean, they are not updated. And they didn't know that this, this is affected and this could work. <clears throat> what is, accept, what, what is uh, expected from the, the Western communities? What, what is our role? What we should do? I think we have the chance and a big chance to create a new future in that part of the world. And I would say, let's treat that part of the world based on freedom, not based on oil. And not oil interests or importance. Or even based on the stability of the corrupted authoritarian regimes been leading and uh, ruling the whole area for decades for just, you know, uh, 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 you will laugh when you, when you, when you see the, these regimes playing in two robes, telling the Americans and telling the Western communities stories and telling the Arabs other stories, telling the Western people we have Al-Qaeda and telling the, uh, uh, the, the Arab people the radicalism and the, the, you know, uh, the Americans and the Israelis would divide the Arab world. And this, you know, corrupted story, we don't believe in this anymore. We don't believe in this anymore. It's just simply because we are more open, more connected. We can discover what is the truth and what is the truth and who's saying the truth. Let's accept the choice of people. It is their future. And it should be ruled by them. Maybe their voices are scaring us right now. But values of democracy... And the freedom of choice that is sweeping the whole Arab region right now is the best opportunity for the whole world, east and west, to see a new era, a new stable era, a new secure era, a new era with, with, with a tolerance and peace. This is what I can see. Let's support those people and let's stand for them and give them our support, but not our narrow vision and our selfishness sometime in order to get the pleasure from this chance and this opportunity which is standing, which is in front of us today to, and let's celebrate with these people in that part of the, new, uh, of the world a new promising outlook. And finally, I would say the hope has arrived and the opportunity is now. This is the beginning of the end. And thank you.